Hello everyone, happy Tuesday. I am so beyond excited for this week's episode. I like, I can't contain my excitement, okay? I've already filmed the entire thing with my very special guest. And let me just tell you, you guys aren't even ready for this one. <laughs> if you're new here, hello, my name is Paige. This is The P Project. I'm so happy you're here. And if you're just like an avid listener, hi, I love you. Welcome back. You guys are going to like probably rewatch this episode. I always say watch, <laughs> re-listen to this episode multiple times, take notes, soak it in, come back to it when you need to. Like you're going to have to pick your jaw up off of the floor. That's how good this one is. And I don't want to overhype it. I know I'm not. You guys aren't even ready for this one, let me tell you. I hope you guys had the best long weekend. I went up to Ottawa and spent it with my friends, which was so needed. We kind of just had like the last weekend of the summer vibe going on and it was so needed. We went shopping, we honestly ate all of the food. Like, it was like, we're, we're really all chill. We're very chill with our vibe. We didn't really have like, a set itinerary and schedule. We were all just like, oh, like we woke up, we were like, what do we want to do today? And a lot of it always revolved around what restaurants we wanted to go to, what we wanted to eat. Um, and that's, that's a lot of what we did. Like I said, some shopping, really just hanging out. I can hang out with my girls like and do nothing and have the best time. So that is kind of what we did and I loved every single second of it. While I was there, I was able to record with one of my best friends, Shelby. That is what this episode is. Like, I'm just like, let's roll the intro. Let's get into it. Like a sister doesn't want to wait any longer, <laughs> but I will introduce her. I'll tell you a bit about her. She is one of my very best friends, someone that I feel like inspires me every single day to just better myself constantly. She is such a big support in my life. She is a total boss in her own life where she works full-time in tech sales and has built an online business and brand on social media where she has seen incredible success through her hard work and diligence over the past two years. She has been able to create so much financial and time freedom for herself and continues to show other women what is possible when you just listen to the whisper in your heart and put in the hard work towards your goals. I cannot wait for you guys to listen take tips from her, we dive into kind of her habits, her morning routine, we talk about being independent and what that means to her, how she's kind of established being such an independent woman at such a young age, how she's seen success, how she's dealt with failure. We laugh, we go deep, all of the things. So let's roll the intro because I just like, we need to get into this one. Hi, I'm Paige, and I created this podcast to build a space where you can come and feel good about yourself, learn and understand just how worthy you are of living a life you're so excited about. Here's the deal. I promise to keep it as real as it gets and every week discuss topics that are going to help us all get through life together. I want to talk about our passions, identify our power, and living out our purpose. This is The Key Project. All right, let's do this thing. I'm so excited. <laughs> Cheers. 
Okay guys, so today I'm so excited to be recording and sitting down with Shelby, my really good friend. Yay, I'm so excited. <laughs> we are currently, I'm currently visiting her in Ottawa at her brand new house. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> You're here. Yes, we're literally sitting on the floor in her office drinking wine. What are we drinking? Wild ass. Wild ass. <laughs> this is already an explicit episode. 40 seconds in. Uh, get your earmuffs, kids. Mm-hmm. This is really good wine. It is really surprisingly good. I bought it for the label. I bought it for the cool name. And turned out great. So I that's, love a, that that's a win in my books. I That's never happened to me. Usually the label ones are not, they're not good. They gotta dress it up. True. It's all about the marketing. So I feel like most people would already know you because, like, we're so close, but obviously that's not the case. Um, why don't you just, like, introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so really weird to give a bio about yourself, but <laughs> uh, my name's Shelby, and um, I feel like I wanted to say I'm a student, but I'm not a student. Um, I'm a recent grad from uh, Carleton University. I live here in Ottawa. Um, just working that corporate life, you know, I work in uh, tech sales and I do health and fitness coaching on the side part-time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 23 years old. I'm a dog mom to a mm-hmm. cute little Frenchie. And um, yeah, I'm just really passionate about building a community of women online who are all about empowering each other and supporting each other. And um, that's where I spend all my free time. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to have you on because I feel like just like as we've gotten to know each other, there's so many like parallels between like our lives, just like growing up and like literally our entire like I don't know like journey up until us um meeting and I don't know it's just like really crazy how similar we are yeah so I'm really excited for like my audience to get to know you because I know they're gonna love you um it's actually really crazy like I want to talk about kind of like how we met um because we're from the same hometown yes um and like grew up in the same small hometown but yeah probably like what like 10 minutes away from each other yeah but didn't really like become friends until much later yeah so I don't even know if we really knew each other at all in high school mm-hmm. um I like knew of you yeah but I didn't like know you I wasn't friends with you or like I'd never really met you before yeah it is so crazy mm-hmm. it was meant to be the universe brought us together yeah um do you want me to talk about how we met yeah sure okay <laughs> I don't know that's you're like am going. I going are you going <laughs> yeah um yeah, so we met online, actually. Mm-hmm. This sounds like a dating ad. It's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we met on Instagram. Uh, like I briefly mentioned, I, for the last two years, have been really building my personal brand and running my business on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I think you followed me, or I followed yeah. you. I'm not really sure how that worked, yeah. but... I don't know when um, I followed you. Like, I don't know when we followed each other. Yeah, yeah I don't know I don't either, remember. and then I'm assuming, maybe correct me if I'm wrong because I have the worst memory, but... Um, I probably slid into your DMs and said, like, hey, I I noticed Mm -hmm. you've been watching. Have you thought about, you know, joining me? Mm -hmm. And I would like to say the rest is history. Yeah, kind (laughs) of. Kind of. Um, And then, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Um, I ended up joining your community and... Honestly, yeah, like the literally the rest is history. Um, and then we ended up working together as business partners, and I started to kind of build my own online business. Um, and then it was like months later that we actually met, like for the first time in person. Yeah. Um, 
Do you remember, like, us meeting? I don't. I have, like, the actual worst memory. Like, I'm the worst friend. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like, I know we met in Indy. We met at, um, like, our annual uh, conference for our business. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't remember, like, the first moment that we met. Okay, this is so funny. I'll tell the story. Okay, you tell it. (laughs) So, I don't know. Okay, so I um, became a coach with you in December, yeah, yeah, December, and then... So this was December 2018. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, and then, um, obviously, like, we worked really closely together for, like, months, and you, like, get to know each other online. You were um, in Ottawa. I was in London at school, and then we met for the first time, yeah, on our way to Indy. So literally, you picked me up... Oh, at your house. house. I remember. Because we were going to road trip to Indy together. Which is like an eight hour, eight hour car ride? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, not weird at all. No. So <laughs> normal. No stranger danger. No, no, no. Um, so yeah, that was like the first time we ever met in person was literally you like picking me up, getting in the car to drive to Indy. And it was like so, it was funny because I was like so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, like I've never met her before. And you didn't even acknowledge it. Like, you were like, hey, how's it going? Like, it was like nothing. It wasn't like the first time I feel like that's how all someone. my best friendships start. Yeah. Is like, hey, let's go on a road trip. Yeah. Even though we've never actually met each other. In person. But like, we knew... You know each other. Yeah. It's you know really, each other. It's really weird. Yeah. But I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> so like I said, I feel like we're so, like, similar in so many ways. Um, which is why I kind of wanted to, like, sit down and have you on the podcast But also, I feel like you're someone that's, like, I don't want to sound, like, super cheesy, but, like, (laughs) you've been so pivotal in, like, my journey and, like, growing myself and, like, discovering who I am in such a, like, pivotal point. Like, being in your 20s is, like, all about that. Yeah. And I feel like the person I was before I met you and, like, as we stand here today, I am so, so different. And, like, you're the biggest part of that journey for me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So sweet. Um, so I'm just like, I'm so excited to sit down and like pick your brain, ask you questions, um, because you are like a real leader to so many others, but like also to me, you're like my mentor and obviously, um, my business, but like you've become one of my best friends. So I'm really excited to like ask you questions, pick your brain and just have people listen to you. Cause I know you have, like, so much to share, and you, like, get so passionate. I'm, like, so, I'm just, like, so excited for, like, people to listen to this episode because people are going to be obsessed with you. You're the sweetest. All right, I'm just going to get right into the questions because I feel like this episode's going to be a long one. I have, like, so many things to ask you. I love it. Um, so, obviously, like, I know kind of, like, your story, but I want, obviously, the listeners to know how you kind of got into building an online business and, like, where that started. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to take you back two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was in university. Um, I went to Carleton University. And um, I was in my fourth year. And I had, like, the classic party girl university experience, right? Like, I went out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday night, and um, just, like, lived my best life or so, I thought. Um, My whole entire life, I thought I was going to become a lawyer. Like, when people thought of me, they thought, yeah, she's going to be a lawyer. Because since I was eight years old, like, I dressed up as Elle Woods for Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Because I just, like, was so, like, I'm going to be a lawyer, right? 
um, everybody knew, all my family, all my friends. And so that's what I was working towards in university. I went to school for uh, criminology and um, specialized in criminal law. And I got to fourth year, and that's supposed to be the point where you're, like, getting excited about, you know, what mm-hmm. you're doing post-grad and everything. Like and applying for the... Yeah, yeah right. Prepping for your LSAT. LSATs. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that stuff. And um, it was just... It just wasn't there for me. Like, mm-hmm. it was kind of like the compound effect of um, a lot of negative things crashing down. That's, like, what I would call my rock bottom, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've lived a very privileged, normal life, and so I don't really have have anything crazy that had happened to me but that for me was my rock bottom and um, it was just this uh, compound of a relationship ending realizing the friends I had maybe weren't the best friends for me and then realizing that my passion didn't lie in what I was doing at the time right and so um, I had gained like weight over university like so many people do mm-hmm. I was scrolling Instagram one day and found this girl who was doing um, an online fitness boot camp and I had been signed up for the gym like I was paying $85 a month for a gym that I didn't go to I would go every Monday and quit by Friday and I could never find something that worked but my mental health was suffering because I hated what I looked like and mm-hmm. I just wasn't confident and fresh out of this relationship living with girls I didn't know it was just like the perfect storm yeah. uh, so I saw her photo on Instagram I saw how happy she was I was the, like, silent stalker that would, like, creep her feed but never actually follow her or, like, her photos. And one day she reached out to me and said, like, hey, you know, you can do this with me, right? And I ghosted her. And then I thought about it for a long time and I just kept thinking about it. And one day I was finally ready and reached out to her and was like, whatever you're doing, I want to do it too. Because I saw this girl who was so happy and who was so excited. Um, And so I got started with this online fitness boot camp, lost, like, the weight I had gained, felt as confident as ever, um felt that spark coming back in me that I didn't know. Like, if you would have asked me at that time, what are you passionate about? I wouldn't have been able to tell you, right? And so then I did this this boot camp, and I felt that passion again. I I say, like, you could see the sparkle in my eye again. You could Mm -hmm. see that fire inside of me. And um, long story short, I don't know how far you want to go into it, but long story short, I um, decided to get started as a coach with her as well and start really building this online community Mm -hmm. um, because I wanted to be surrounded by more people like her. And she said... You, like you have the power to the power to attract that into your life too, and so yeah. um, I partnered with her and have been building this business ever since. But um, that's kind of like where it begins, I guess. Okay, I kind of just want to like backtrack a little bit into your story because my story is very similar in the sense that for so many years growing up, I thought I was going to be a lawyer and I thought I was going to go to law school, which is just like something so crazy because we became friends and we met and knew each other before we both even knew that about each other. Yeah. Um, so I want to, like, dive into when was that specific moment for you? Like, did you have a moment where you were like, this just isn't my future? Like, I just see... Like, I, I want to know about that moment for you. Yeah, so um, I feel like the thing I always say is, like, coaching, coaching stole my passion, coaching stole my joy. Like, I didn't know what passion was mm-hmm. until I really dove into this and felt felt what it felt like to be a part of a community like this. And so, um, like, speak of meeting people in in a road trip for eight hours without knowing anybody, that's kind of how I got started as well. Like, two weeks into joining coaching, I got in the car and drove eight hours with girls that I didn't know, spent the week with them, and um, it it was in that moment that I saw the opportunity that was possible Mm -hmm. and that, like, what a business could look like Mm -hmm. off the beaten path and Mm -hmm. going against maybe the norm, mm-hmm. um, I saw the opportunity that li- lied there. And so I think I came home with like a French, 
a fresh sense of purpose, Mm -hmm. a fresh sense of passion, and a fresh sense of direction. I felt like um, I had maybe been going through the motions without even realizing it, checking the boxes that everybody else wanted me to check. Yes, yeah. And um, coaching showed me that I could achieve the things that I wanted for my life. I could have that vision of what I thought it looked like Mm -hmm. um, without having to work the 9 to 5, without having to sit in a desk all day. Um, and that I could just like really build a life that I hadn't even dreamed of yet. Okay. So do you think that before you found coaching and you thought you were going to go to law school and that was your future, did you feel like that was something that you were really passionate about? Or did you question that before you found coaching? Or was it once you found coaching, it was that aha moment, like this is what I've been missing Or were you kind of already doubting that before you found this? I was already doubting it for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I think as you like approach the end of fourth year, for me at least, as I approach the end of fourth year, I started to realize what my life would actually look like if I followed the path I was on, right? Like what would my day-to-days look like? Mm -hmm. Looking, you know, 10, maybe 15 years down the road, I would be a mom that couldn't drop her kids off at school. I would be a mom that couldn't go on field trips. I would be a mom that would miss the dance recital. Like Mm -hmm. there were so many things that I was going to miss out on that I would have to be like sacrifice that when, as we get older and family becomes the most important thing that maybe I wasn't willing to sacrifice anymore. Right. And so I started to already question it. I started to question, was this a path for me? But at that point I didn't know what the path for me was. And so there was kind of no plan B in that point. So I just kept going through the motions and then once coaching came up, it kind of, it was that light bulb moment of this is what passion feels like. This is what I'm supposed to feel like every day. So once you made that decision, did the people in your life, your family, your close friends, like what was their support like? Cause I think that we are in a society where running an online business isn't the norm and it isn't necessarily always supported because it's so different and it's there's not a lot of security there so what was that support like in your um like with those around you yeah I feel like now I know a lot of people who run online businesses but Mm -hmm. back then two years ago I didn't even really know what I was getting into probably like I didn't even really (laughs) know the opportunity that was here or like what I was really diving in with I just wanted to be friends with these girls right my mom has always been my number one cheerleader um She's dabbled in these workout programs before, and actually she was the one that said, like, hey, you should become a coach, but that was, like, five years prior, and I was like, oh, my God, those programs are for old people. Like, <laughs> nobody my age is going to want to do this. So I just brushed her off, you know, like you do to your mom, and then yeah. come full circle, right? Um, so my mom kind of – my mom always supported it. She always thought it would be a great thing, but mm-hmm. I think at the time people thought it would be this little thing and nothing more. Yeah. Um, like, it's just that little side thing that you do. What a great way to make a little bit of extra income in university, but – Um, through this process of the last two years, I graduated and have gone on to get a full-time job in the corporate world. Um, didn't end up going to law school, but, Mm -hmm. um, I, I got a job in the corporate world and, um, there's always going to be haters. I think with anything you do, um, people have unfollowed me. People have, um, people who I thought my friends, who I thought were my friends have unfollowed me. People have made fun about what I do to my face, but, um, I think mostly the support has been positive. The response has been positive. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was a little side thing, right? And then I get this big dream because I'm surrounded by all these other women who have big, massive visions for their life. And I realize that I want to do this full time, right? I don't want to be chained to a desk from nine to five. And 
Um, so as I start to share that dream and as that dream starts to become more and more of a reality, mm-hmm. um, that's when I've like now got this second wave of kind of doubt, I feel like from other people of what about your benefits? What about, yeah. you know, the like security in it, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I think I use that as fuel to the fire. I think a lot of people who are the doubters, like come from the most pure of intentions. A lot of times that's mm-hmm. my family members, right? For sure. Um, they don't realize how big this is until mm-hmm. it's tax time. that's the tea that is the tea um and so I just like kind of use that as fuel to the fire to like continue to build this big Mm -hmm. massive thing but um I think the longer that I stay committed to it the more that people realize like yeah this is something she's actually going to do long term so in that case what would you say to someone that is maybe having that whisper and is maybe feeling like they're in a place where they don't love what they're doing and something they've dreamed of their entire life they get there and it isn't what they expected yeah but they care a lot about what other people think and pleasing other people what would you say to someone like that yeah I feel like I feel like that hits deep because I can put myself in that place two years Mm -hmm. ago right like I can put myself in that place of that little tiny whisper in the back of your head like your head being overwhelmed with but you can't do it because X, Y, Z, but there's already so many other people doing that. But what about her? She already, like, you're never going to be able to be as good as her. But then that whisper in the back of my head that says, what if, mm-hmm. right? And so um, this mantra that I live by is listen to your whisper, right? Because in your gut, you know what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Your intuition is telling you what's meant to be for you. Mm-hmm. And maybe it starts out as a little tiny whisper, but as you start to take action on that, towards that thing, I think it grows and it can grow into this big, loud, confident voice Mm -hmm. if you feed it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah. And so I, I just, um, like I would rather have like a, like a, a well than a what if, Mm -hmm. right. And so what's the worst that can happen? I think so many people our age, you have such like, Worst case scenario is not worst case scenario. Worst case scenario is, oh, what if you have to move back in with your parents? Mm -hmm. Oh, what if you have to ask your parents for money? Oh, what if um, you can't afford to go on that luxury vacation, right? Like, that's not a bad worst case scenario. Now is the time that I think so many people need to be taking action on these risky things. This is the Mm -hmm. time to live a risky lifestyle. This is the time to go after your big wild dreams because I also think as you get older, it gets harder to do those things. And Mm so right now, pretty much everyone has a safety net, right? There's some sort of safety net there for you. And that's going to disappear as you get more and more responsibilities on your plate. So what if it fails? That sucks, right? Mm -hmm. But what if it leads you toward living the life of your dreams? And yeah, it changes the course of your entire life. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I really want to switch gears a bit and dive into social media. Obviously, you build your brand and your online business online. (laughs) Um, And I want to know, obviously, like you share so much of your life. What do you think is the hardest part about that? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love the, the relationships in the community that I've built. I love connecting with new people. I love getting to share. Um, I'm so passionate about like inspiring other people to not live a stagnant lifestyle and break, break past where they currently are, like to continue to reach for more. And so I love getting to show up on my stories and and um, getting to share my tips and tricks there. The hardest part, 
um, I think would have to be is letting go of what other people think. Like, I think that was the hardest part of getting started and continues to be the hardest thing mm-hmm. that I face when hard things come up. Like, mm-hmm. there are easy days for sure. They're like, there's not hard topics every day but when hard topics do come up having a following I feel like there's this pressure mm-hmm. that you have to know it all and yeah. I'm 23 years old and yeah. I I'm in the process of figuring myself out mm-hmm. too and I'm not an expert in any area mm-hmm. I'm just sharing what works for me and so mm-hmm. because so many people I think look to influencers whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it online yeah, for, for tips sure. and advice they expect you to have tips and advice on everything yeah and there are some topics where I'm not qualified to speak mm-hmm. on that but then mm-hmm you can get kicked back from an audience for saying something, for not saying something fast enough, for saying yeah. too much, for not saying enough, for not saying what they wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I'm a human just like everybody else, yeah. right? I'm a human with feelings. And of course, a lot of the little comments don't bother me anymore. I don't care if you like don't agree with what I have to say for the most part, mm-hmm. but um, there are definitely comments for sure in days where it hits a little bit different. For sure. I think people forget that it's a human behind the screen who has feelings and emotions um, sometimes too. Yeah. I think we we saw a lot of that even just like through the pandemic, through, you know, social movements like the Black Lives Matter. Like so many people are looking to other people on social media to see how they're coping in hard times, how they're responding and what they're saying. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that that can definitely be a hard, a hard piece when you, you do show up on social media so much that people are going to look to you in those like hard seasons that everyone's kind of experiencing on like a global level almost. For sure. I'm interested to know kind of how you find a balance between posting on social media and also like having that time for yourself, like almost detaching yourself from your phone and from technology. I would really like you to kind of go into that. I feel like that's something I struggle with. So I want to know kind of how you have that like balance in your life. Yeah, for sure. I think it, it's always a balancing act first Mm -hmm. and foremost. But, um, the other thing is I think a lot of people, like the myth of having an online business is that you have to be on your phone 24 seven. And This thing that I've found really important, especially through quarantine, I think, and especially through what 2020 has looked like, you know, know, I've been through um, loss in more senses than just one Mm -hmm. this year. This year has been probably the hardest year that I can remember for myself, Um, but it's really come down to creating boundaries and... um, I'm like an introverted extrovert. I like to spend a lot of time by myself. And so, um, I time block my days. I, I schedule the time that I'm on my phone and present and can show up for other people. But like you, I also have a really rock solid morning routine where every single day starts with me first. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, weekends when I do need that time to recharge, When I'm not on my phone, I intentionally try to leave it plugged in in another room rather Mm -hmm. than I think we have this really bad habit of feeling like our phone has to be with us 24-7 or we have to get the notifications on our Apple Watch. And so more consciously, I've been trying to choose to leave my phone in another room and go do something, to leave my phone at home and go for a walk, like Mm -hmm. to intentionally, consciously disconnect from the world mm-hmm. and reflect inward. No, I love that. I You actually did that today when we went for a walk with Gus, your dog, <laughs> for those of you that don't know. Um, and it was interesting because you were like, I'm just going to leave my phone here. And I had this moment where I was like, wow, like <laughs> that's powerful. 
you know, because I still took my phone. And I think I'm trying to kind of create those own, my own boundaries in that sense, even um, getting into a better routine of shutting off my phone. I know you do this like 30 to an hour, 30 minutes to an hour before you go to sleep and not looking at it. My thing is not looking at it in the morning first thing. Um, I think that's something I really want to work on. So I think that that's something that's like a really good tangible tip. Well, I think the thing is, is if you bring your phone, you look at your phone, mm-hmm. right? Like if you look at, I think there's like a p- place in your settings when you can see how many times you pick up your phone a day, oh, right? God. Like it's actually yeah. hundreds because you yeah. do it without consciously yeah, choosing like to do it. It's yeah. just like doing it just to see like, do I have this notification? And so another thing that I do is I have all my notifications off mm-hmm. for every single app mm-hmm. um, except for texts. And so I'm choosing when I want to be present online. I'm choosing like, like any other business would have business hours. If you want to contact your hairdresser, you can reach them between nine Mm -hmm. and five at their studio. Right. And so why as online business builders, do we have to be available 24 seven? You don't, right. Mm -hmm. You don't have to live on other people's agendas. And so I think that's something that's really been important is when I'm logged into Instagram, I'm present and I can be there for those people Mm -hmm. rather than if I'm giving them half of me and trying to multitask. Right. And so that's another thing that has come in really handy and that I had to learn as my business grew because you get pulled in a million different directions. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I think really being focused and intentional and present where you are gives you more out of each moment rather than trying to to juggle six things at the same time. Okay, going back into, I know we kind of touched on the morning routine. Um, You're so disciplined with your mornings and your time. Kind of like, where did that all start? How did you get into that? When did you realize, you know what, this is something I need? Um, Kind of just like walk me through that. Yeah, again, I think it's like as my business grew, um, like just to kind of break it down for people, the way that our business model works is, you're, you're 100% your own business owner, but as you grow, you build a team of other independent business owners with you, right? Mm-hmm. You link arms and your business partners. And so I mentor a lot of people in business as well, um, but it wasn't that way in the beginning. And so in the beginning, I had more flexibility. You know, I was just showing up for my own business, but now I have to show up and run my own business, but I also have to show up to lead other people to help them run their businesses as well. Mm-hmm. And so... I realized that I had to get laser focused. I also work 40 hours a week in the corporate world and I'm trying to build my business to exceed my corporate income. And so we all have the same amount of time in a day and um, every single successful person that's a podcaster or an author that I listen to has a rock solid morning routine. Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. if you'll find successful people that aren't super intentional about their time. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at my goals, one thing I always like to ask myself is how bad do you want it? And what are you willing to sacrifice to get there, right? Mm -hmm. And so there are some things that are my values that I'm not willing to sacrifice on, right? Like self-care. I'm not Mm -hmm. willing to let myself go to allow my business to grow. I'm not willing to um, sacrifice time that I do have with my family and closest friends for my business, right? Mm -hmm. And so in order to be able to juggle all of that and maintain all of that, I had to choose what I could sacrifice. And so one thing that's really easy is Um, waking up earlier, right? Going to bed earlier and waking up earlier. I realize that I'm the most productive in the morning. And so why wouldn't I take full advantage of that time? And so Mm -hmm. on a good day and not every day looks the same, but on (laughs) a good day, I wake up at 5am and I start my office job at nine. And so that gives me four hours to pour into myself so I can show up as a really great employee at that job too, Mm -hmm. but also um, to build my business and get a head start on the day. 
I used to be the person that slept in to like five minutes before I had to be somewhere yeah, or get out the door and then the door, yeah. and that's not a great way to live your life. No. I felt anxious all the time. I felt stressed. I always mm-hmm. felt behind and it, it was because I was right. Mm-hmm. And so taking this intentional time in the morning, I realized it could help me change the way that I felt. It could help me change the way that I show up in mm-hmm. every single aspect of my life. And it just helped me to get even more laser focused and narrowed in on, um, where I want my time to go and consciously choosing like what is most important to me and then giving my time to those things. Mm -hmm. Um, I've turned on my TV. I think last night was the second time (laughs) since I moved two and a half weeks ago. Um, and so I just got really disciplined about thinking about what am I willing to sacrifice? I can sacrifice Netflix. I can sacrifice a little bit of sleep. I can sacrifice sleeping in for a few months or a few years to be able to live the rest of my life the way that I dreamed of. So what exactly, like, what do your mornings look like? Yeah, so I'll walk you through, like, an ideal morning again. And maybe, like, give some of your tips. If someone's like, I would love to start a morning routine, but I am that girl that sleeps in until five minutes before I have to be up the door. Like, I really want to, but, like, where do I even start? Right. What does your mornings look like, and how can you kind of give those tips? Yeah, so I'll start off by saying... Um, I think morning routines are personal to everybody. I think Mm -hmm. it's a process of trial and error. You have to find what works for you. I can tell you what works for me, but to be honest, not 100% of the things I do are probably going to work best for you, right? You have to find what's going to get you into that like peak energy state for the day. And so um, it takes giving yourself grace in the beginning. It takes knowing that there are going to be days that don't go the right way. There's going to be mornings where you do sleep in accidentally. That's what happens when you're trying Mm -hmm. to build a new habit. And I would also say don't jump into the deep end and try to do it all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to do, well, when I started, I like to choose one thing that I want to implement and then kind of stack my habits on top of each other once I nailed down that one thing. And so I didn't start one day by being like, okay, normally I work out, wake up at 8.30. I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. the next day, right? Like it was like a gradual (laughs) process um, because I think that's how you make a sustainable habit. Before I had tried to like, okay, tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be the day. I'm going to change my whole life (laughs) starting on Monday, right? Um, But that never lasts. You're getting up 5 a.m. You're (laughs) going to work out. You're going to drink all the water. You're going to eat your veggies. Like, no, that's not how the world works, sister. And so um, I realized that I had to do it slowly and over time and give myself grace grace and be patient with myself and find what works for me and so a couple books that helped me do this um uh oh why can't I think of it um no the miracle morning that's like a quick read um but it gives you like tangible things that you could try in your morning routine to see what worked for you and so I I tried the different things Mm -hmm. and found what worked best for me um I also think your morning routine is going to be ever-changing and so in different seasons of my life my morning routine looks different depending on what I need mm-hmm. um and the other one is the five second rule by Mel Robbins it's a really great book um and I think it can help give you that visual image of like catapulting yourself out of bed like a rocket ship in the morning <laughs> right and so um a couple things that I've done is I label my alarms and so that's like something super basic but it can like I have one alarm that says um you can sleep with your dreams or chase them, right? And so I'm like, uh, right? Yeah. So they're all like powerful things like this. It's like that tough love right in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, like you either get to sleep or you get to build that dream. Mm -hmm. Um, Another uh, like quick tip is I use this app really recently. I've been struggling to get back into the routine of things, you know, after Mm -hmm. moving and just getting thrown off course. Alarmy is what it's called like alarm of OI in the end. Um, and if you're someone who really struggles to just like you hit snooze or mm-hmm. you don't like you sleep through your alarm or whatever yeah. it is, 
um, you have to, like, take pictures of something or, like, scan a barcode of a product you have oh, or, like, whoa. do a puzzle to be able to turn the alarm off. And so okay. it helps to, like, get you, like... Like, your um, brain almost, like... Like, conscious. Yeah. Like, you're consciously choosing to go back to sleep if you go back to sleep at that point, yeah. right? Because um, sometimes I feel like it is unconscious, and then you're like, oh my gosh, crap, I accidentally slept in, right? Mm-hmm. Another trick is plug your phone in across the room. Like Paige mentioned, I um, I don't look at my phone 30 to 60 minutes before I go to bed, and I think a, a really great morning routine starts the night before. For and sure. so I don't look at my phone that long anyway, so I can plug it in across the room, which means my feet have to touch the floor for me to be able to turn my alarm off. When my feet touch the floor, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Like, I realize I'm alive. I can function. <laughs> um, but it is that fact of getting my feet on the floor. Um, so I, an ideal day for me would start at 5 a.m. My alarm would go off. I would wake up. Um, I walk my dog because he's a little puppy. <laughs> Um, what else do I do? I, um, would make my morning pre-workout and then come sit in my office. The sun rises out my office window, which is my absolute favorite thing. Um, but a couple things that I do is I have some books that I read that are like a page a day. And so I have one, I'm not going to be able to tell you what they're called because (laughs) I'm the worst with that. Um, but I have one that's like a quote book. Um, it's called Heart Talk actually. And then I have another book... Oh, gosh. I should have pulled these out before. Honestly, um, yeah. You'll see them, like, on your Instagram stories. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then I usually have a personal development book that I'm reading where I like to read at least 10 pages a day. Mm-hmm. And so that's, like, diving into something that I'm working on in the moment. I do a Start Today Gratitude Journal by uh, the Hollis Company. And so that's five things that you're grateful for. And then 10 dreams that you're going to make happen in the next 10 years written as if they've already happened. Um, I use a planner to time block my day. So I'll time block my day in the morning. So I know exactly what I'm doing when Mm -hmm. I know what my priorities are for that day. Um, I make a get to do list rather than a have to 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 do list. And so that's all the things that I am like blessed and have the opportunity to be Mm -hmm. able to do. Um, I feel like that's like a mindset shift you've given me recently because I feel like I'm such a to do list person that like, I've gotten to the point where sometimes I feel like very overwhelmed and you've been like, okay, but these are the things you get to do. And I think just like that small mindset shift is like so powerful because we're blessed to be able to do the things we get to do every single day. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's always somebody who would kill for what you have now, right? Mm -hmm. I think I look at that over the course of the last two years as I've grown, um, that like Shelby two years ago would have killed for what I what I where I'm at today, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. um, just knowing that every single thing is like a huge blessing. Um, I've gotten into audiobooks or podcasts while I work out. So the next thing would be that I would move my body because um, not just you know for physical fitness, but um, for my health and overall well being and mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, moving my body and listening to a podcast with something that inspires me, and then kind of get ready for my day. Um, and so that is kind of what like primes me to show up as my best. Mm -hmm. The mornings that I don't do that, I feel it for sure. I feel like that is such a big part of it. Like whether you obviously run an online business or not, I think that everyone is so busy and has such a busy life. And I think the whole premise of having a morning routine is you're pouring into you first and you're making you the top priority so you can go out into the world, whatever you're doing, um, whatever your job is, your career is, um, no matter how busy you are, what you have go- going on in your life, you are pouring into yourself and making it so you can be the best mom, daughter, sister, like 
whatever role you're taking on for the day, employee, um, I think that's like basically what we do, right? Is we pour into ourselves first and then we open ourselves up to helping others through our day. Yeah, rather than I think the other side of it is Mm -hmm. taking care of yourself last. And Mm -hmm. that's where you feel like you're burning the candle at both ends, right? Mm -hmm. That's where you find burnout. That's where you find you lose the joy in what you're doing because you can't enjoy the process because you're so drained all the time because you're Mm -hmm. your last priority. And I, I think that's like such an important lesson and something that I'm so glad I learned so early because Mm -hmm. I've even seen like the women in my own life Mm -hmm. on the opposite end of that and I feel like this is a thing that I will carry with me forever like I Mm -hmm. know that I if I'm not my best version of me I can't be Mm -hmm. my I can't be the best anything else for anybody else yeah and I think too like we've obviously talked about this before but it's the idea that like you're intentionally getting up before most of the world is. Not a lot of people are getting up at 5 a.m. Right. Or whatever that early morning is for you. And you are challenging yourself, whether it's mentally, physically, both, whatever that looks like for you. But you're doing something for yourself before most people have even, their alarms have gone off. Right. And I think that's that's so powerful and something that like, that's what I love about it. Um, and, and two, it's that challenging piece of, I choosing your heart. Yeah. That's what I like to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Like choosing, you get to choose this hard thing. You get to Mm -hmm. choose to show up in a challenging workout and Mm -hmm. give your all. You get to choose to wake up early when it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You can choose to take an ice cold shower, right? Like Mm -hmm. I know that's a big thing too. Mm -hmm. Um, choosing your heart because one day you won't get to. Mm -hmm. And so I like to think of it as training, right? Like I mentioned, I've been through a lot of hard things this year and Um, I'm still standing and I think so much of that is because I've been training for this. Mm -hmm. Like I chose my hard stuff so that when the hard stuff came at me that I couldn't control, Mm -hmm. I was already a little bit more prepared maybe than I would have been because Mm -hmm. every single day I challenged myself. Mm -hmm. I get myself into the right headspace and so, you know, whatever the universe throws at me, I'm ready for it. I love that. I think that that's a big thing for me too is that, you know through the challenges, the struggles, we've still shown up and poured in and become our best selves through chaos and through really, really hard times where most people would have walked away. Mm -hmm. They would have let themselves go. And sometimes you have to do that. I think that there is seasons where you you have to give yourself grace, but there's so much power in knowing that like, I sit here and I know no matter what the world throws at me, I'm You're rock solid. I want to kind of dive in like a bit more into your personal life and kind of like the person you are, I guess, if you're willing to go there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just think it's so interesting because obviously we are from the same hometown, Mm -hmm. but you live like eight, nine hours away (laughs) from like everyone you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I know you obviously have friends here but you've really you have this like very independent life like you really are such an independent strong person like I would just love to know like that like that journey for you have you always been like super independent I am the oldest of three girls and so I feel like I've always been super independent like I've always been you know the bullheaded stubborn (laughs) stubborn child um growing up 
Um, I think the best decision I ever made in my entire life probably was moving away from home without really knowing anyone. I moved here to Ottawa when I was 18, mm-hmm. and I think one other person from my town came. Yeah, um, no, like, I don't know many. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, and so it was kind of like a, a fresh start for me, and it was mm-hmm. cool in the sense that I got to be whoever I wanted to be without anybody putting labels on me because nobody else was here that I knew, right? And so I feel like for me, that was, like, really, really pivotal in finding out, like, who Shelby is, right? And so I, Did I feel like... Did that scare you? Like, were you nervous to move away or you were just, like, so ready for it? So ready. Like, I wanted to go farther away, but my parents said they had to be able to drive to me. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, and so I just wanted, like, a very different experience. Like, mm-hmm. we we grew up in a really small town. I actually grew up in a smaller town mm-hmm. of 900 people. There was not a, like, there was not a streetlight in our town, right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody knew everybody, yeah. and it was just a very different pace of life than what you find in the city. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like when I toured um, Carleton and University of Ottawa that this was, like, my home away from home. And I joined a sorority really early on in university, and I feel like that helped to make Ottawa very much so home. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would say I've always been independent, but moving away from home forced me to become even more independent. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's one of the things I'm, like, most proud of myself of is I know that I don't have to rely on anybody else. I know that I have this, like, feeling in my gut that I can figure out any possible situation because Mm -hmm. I've always done it before, like, if something went wrong, I could figure it out or I could call my mom who was eight hours away and couldn't do anything about it, right? Yeah. So I just figured it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know so many people our age struggle with finding independence outside of their relationships. Um, what's that experience been like for you? Yeah, I feel like being single in my early 20s is one of the best things that could have ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like, again, this is like a point where my independence really blossomed, um, I got really comfortable with being alone. And I think that's something that's really important that maybe people who are in relationships, like long-term relationships starting now, miss out on. Um, I live by myself and that's like my favorite thing about my life (laughs) is that like, it's up to me. Right. And I think that has, um, really allowed me to grow as a person. Like I know now for the rest of my life, no matter what that looks like, that I can always count on me, right. Mm -hmm. That I can always figure everything out. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it has just like really given me a lot of independence. I feel like I see a lot of girls our age, like they need somebody else to be complete and I feel like something that I'm also again really proud of myself is um for finding that place where I feel whole on my own Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that's really important and that's come through a lot of personal development a lot of digging deep into who is Shelby like what Mm -hmm. does she want her future to look like and Mm -hmm. I think that's what allowed me has allowed me to dream big um I don't know if I had a partner through all of these last two years if it would have looked the same, right? Because sometimes you start to dream inside of other people's boxes. And I think Mm -hmm. being alone has allowed me to spend a lot of time reflecting and a lot of time getting comfortable with who I am at my core Mm -hmm. and um, dreaming outside of any boundaries, Mm -hmm. right? No, I totally agree. I I myself have been in situations where I, I almost like downplay my potential And I consciously know that I'm downplaying my dreams to make the mold fit with a son, like with another guy, which sounds so crazy to say that out loud. But I think so, so many people do that. Yeah. They'll change what their 
goals or hopes or desires are so that they run parallel with someone else's. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe sometimes that works out great. Maybe sometimes they Mm -hmm. are actually parallel. But I also think at 21, 22, 23, (laughs) do you know? Like, do you know if you haven't spent time alone? And so I feel like, yeah, that's just something I'm really grateful for. You know, in the time of a breakup, in the time of initially being alone, is it lonely? Sure. Does Mm -hmm. it suck? Sure. But over time, it's something that I've come to become so, so comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really important attribute to have, too. What's something you feel like people don't know about you? Mm. Tough question. (laughs) really pretty on the spot here um I feel like on social media I might come across as like pretty serious mellow composed when Mm -hmm. I think I'm funny um (laughs) no I think I have a very specific type of humor that I was gonna say that I feel like people don't understand your humor yeah because it's very sarcastic and I feel Mm -hmm. like it's I feel like it's hard to understand if you just read it on social media. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also that I'm, pro- like, I'm really goofy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a really goofy person, mm-hmm. and I'm probably the weirdest friend that you have. <laughs> yeah. I think it's hard being on social media because you see such, like, a small portion of someone's day. Yeah. And you see I, what they want you to see also. Absolutely. And I think that a lot of times, like, I know when I met you... It was like, oh, you're not always on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's this interesting part of like, oh, like, obviously you're a human, but like, you're not always like, hey guys, like, (laughs) not that you're like that. I'm like that too. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think for sure we all try to show up as like our most most authentic and vulnerable Mm -hmm. self. But if I went on social media and talked to... (laughs) You know, my followers the way that, I don't know. I I know what you mean of, like, there's a presence on social media for sure. Mm -hmm. And then there's, like, this is what I look like in my sweatpants at home when I need to be recharged. Yeah. And the other thing is I don't think people would understand, like, my introvert versus extrovertedness. Yeah, that's Um, exactly, yes. Yeah, because the on is definitely the extroverted side of me and the Mm -hmm. on is definitely, like, the me being excited to be around other people and to Mm -hmm. help other people and to connect with other people, but... I feel like I'm, I wouldn't ever describe myself as an introvert, but as I got to dig into it deeper, I realized that I'm someone who, um, gets refueled by being alone. I'm not Mm -hmm. shy really by any means, Mm -hmm. but, um, I value my alone time a lot and Mm -hmm. I think I need that to be able to show up well for other people. Um, and so that's where I think if you come and spend a week with me, (laughs) you see that in order to be the extrovert, in order Mm -hmm. to be that person, I also Mm -hmm. have to be, have those quiet moments by myself too. For sure. One thing I feel like people like that watch on social media wouldn't know your like tough love side. And I don't know that you like how you would even convey that on social media because obviously that comes out in the, the fact that we're business partners yeah, and that you mentor me. And I think that's so much of your leadership style. Um, so I feel like that's something that people wouldn't know about you. Yeah, for sure. I'm a big believer in you coach other people the way that you Mm. receive coaching. And so I think I have a distinct, like, leadership style for sure. It definitely doesn't resonate with everyone. I have business partners on our team who it doesn't resonate with, (laughs) and that's why we all work together. Um, But, yeah, for sure. I I think that's maybe something people wouldn't know also. Have you always had that, like, tough love side to you? Or I think I've always received 
feedback best in a tough love setting. Okay. Um, like I grew up a competitive figure skater. My parents mm-hmm. were convinced I was going to the Olympics. <laughs> I didn't know that about you. Really? Um, since I was two, I've been oh. on the ice. Oh and my then, gosh. Yeah. And then I got into dance to improve my figure skating. And then um, I fell in love with dance and had to choose one or the other. And then got into competitive dance for six plus years. Okay. Um, and so I think in those settings of where you're being coached, mm-hmm. it is tough love. It is feedback. Mm-hmm. It is constructive criticism. And yeah. so... I think that's what has motivated me most. I also mentioned I was super stubborn as a kid, so enabled, like, in order to get through to me, it was tough love that worked, (laughs) right? And so I've just, I think I have seen, like, leadership where it's sugar-coated and where it's Mm -hmm. um, very much of we're just going to ignore what is you're very clearly could improve on. And to me, I'm very much of let's talk about it like it is. If I see Mm -hmm. something that I think you can improve on, let's just have a conversation about it and Tough love doesn't always have to look like I'm going to yell at you. Tough love mm-hmm. can l- look like, let's do a gut check. You know mm-hmm. what you're supposed to be doing. I know what you're supposed to be doing. Let's take inventory. Yeah. I know what your goals are. You know what your goals are. I know what your actions are. You know what your actions are. And let's see if those things line up, yeah. right? Because I'm very much so of, in terms of business, I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you exactly what you need to do to get there. Yeah. And I'm going to guide you that way. But you have to show up the way that aligns with what your goals are. And so I'm mm-hmm. just feel like very much so on... If you tell me what your dream is, I want nothing more than to help you make that happen. Mm -hmm. And so it pains me to see people not living up to that potential. And I feel like the way that I help coach people through that is by saying, let's hold up the mirror and look at what are we doing Mm -hmm. in terms of action based on what our goals are. Obviously, with building an online business and having a leadership style, I know just with working with you that your success hasn't come easy and you don't you don't sugarcoat that and that's something that i really love about you is you are really real in that tough love and saying you know this isn't easy can you kind of talk about how failure has contributed to your success and how you've made that all work yeah i think um failure is so important it sucks in the moment let's mm-hmm. just be real there yeah um <laughs> But I feel like every time I hit like a a failure or like a rock bottom, it's because something bigger is coming, right? And so, um, for example, I was going for a leadership rank in our business last year um, and we missed by like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction. Such a small amount. Such a small amount, um, which was a failure and and sucked. But I feel like on the way to that goal, our team rallied like never before. And so that was really rewarding. So there's a lesson to be learned in that for sure. But also in terms of the failure, um, we missed that goal at the end of the year last year. And so I set the goal to reach beyond that by six months into this year, which we have done, which has been super awesome. But I don't know if I ever would have got, it's called elite. I don't know if we ever would have got where we are today Mm -hmm. without having failed because failure is what fueled the fire. I've talked about this a lot recently and I feel like the thing that always comes to mind for myself is that when my business partners, when the girls that I mentor come to me with failures or challenges, I don't want to just be able to tell them, do this, do that. I don't want to just talk the talk. Mm-hmm. I want to have also walked the walk, right? And so I know through every single failure, whether it's in my business or personal life, 
there's something to be learned and that that's something that I can learn. I can either pass on to somebody else or improve my process for the next time, right? Mm -hmm. And so the failure of what we missed last year, I now have girls on our team going for that same goal and I can help them shorten the process to see success by skipping out on the things I now realize I could have done better, right? And so I feel like... um, Failure appears as a failure in the beginning, but really every single failure is here to teach you a lesson and Mm -hmm. every single failure is important on the way to getting to that goal because you won't be able to maintain that goal once Mm -hmm. you get there if you haven't built up the grit and perseverance along the way. Yeah, I feel like that reminds me of something I've heard, I don't know, I don't know where I heard this, but you can only take people as far as you've been yourself. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And that's just like, as you were talking, I was like, oh my gosh, like that resonates so much. And also rejection is redirection. Mm -hmm. And that's something I've had to kind of experience with having those failures and being rejected in certain areas or not hitting that goal is kind of like a a rejection in a sense, right? Um, Because you were so, so close, but I think you were redirected in a different way and you had to pivot and shift and have that gut check with yourself and our team had to rally and see where we could do things differently and like you said we hit that goal like right not right away into this year but way quicker than we did for the entire year which is crazy I think the other thing too is I always say to myself and to our team is that if it was easy everybody would do it. Yeah, and you so do always say that. When I think of my life, mm-hmm. I want to live a huge, audacious, extraordinary life, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't want mediocre. I don't want mm-hmm. what the average person has. And so if it was easy, if what I wanted would e- was easy, then it would be average, right? Mm-hmm. And so what am I willing to sacrifice? Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to, right? Yeah. How bad do I want it? That's what it comes down to. And so you can let failure it's a choice to let Mm -hmm. failure knock you down Mm -hmm. it's a choice to have that negative feeling associated with failure or you can choose to use it as fuel right yeah or you can choose it to look at how can I learn how can I grow from this opportunity right what is this here to teach me but I'll also say that everything happens like you're exactly where you need to be right we didn't hit that goal last year because I wasn't ready. Yes. We wouldn't have been able to maintain yeah. that, right? Yeah. Our team wasn't ready, mm-hmm. right? And we, so we think we are. And yeah. we want it so, so bad. Patience is a virtue. That's yeah. also what I've learned. And so I feel like you're exactly where you need to be in any moment. And mm-hmm. as long as you're doing the things that you know you need to do to be able to move yourself forward or your business forward, those things are coming. Mm-hmm. But you have to be like you have to have the skills developed to be able to maintain that when you get there. Yeah. I think we kind of just talked about this, but I know for me, I have these like little things I always tell myself, especially through a hard season, especially when I'm experiencing um, failure, rejection, like those negative, um, well, not necessarily negative things, but in the moment they feel negative, right? Um, Is there something like a quote that you live by? This is something I love to ask everyone. Like what's a quote that you live by? I feel like I have so many. believe in? Yeah. Is there one? I feel like I'm a huge words person, so I have a lot of these little mantras. Yeah. I feel like currently through quarantine and through everything that's happened over the last six months, it's been how you take the hill is how you take life, Mm. right? How you show up for the hard stuff. I don't know if I can swear on here. How you throw (laughs) up for this hard stuff (laughs) is how you're going to, like, is what's going to create your life, right? Like, 
if you develop that grit and perseverance in the valleys, Mm -hmm. the mountaintop is going to be so much sweeter. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but Mm -hmm. that is like something for me is that when it's hard, it means that I'm building what I need to be able to see the success. What is something you would tell your younger self? That's a hard question too. There are so many things. Um, I love this question though. I know. I feel like if I could go back and tell, you know, Shelby five years ago, so 18-year-old Shelby, one thing, it would be to stay true to who I was, who I am, and Mm -hmm. to not care so much about being cool. Like, I feel like so much of my teenage years, and I'm sure other people can relate to this, is like, all I wanted was for people to like me. All I wanted was to fit in, right? Like, so I would do things that weren't true to me to be the cool kid, to fit in on the in crowd when looking back, I don't even talk to those people anymore, mm-hmm. right? Those I don't people e- don't matter, yeah. No, absolutely not. And I just cared so much about what those people thought at that time in my life, um, which, again, everything happens for a reason, and that was yeah. meant to happen to show me who I actually was meant to be. But I just feel like I dimmed my light to fit in with other people, not to be too loud, not to be too much of any one mm-hmm. thing to just kind of fit into the corner and just blend in to, you know, fit yeah. in with... No, I think I think everyone goes through that, mm-hmm. but I think no one talks about that at that age. Yeah. Right? So it's something that everyone kind of internally experiences, but no one talks about it. So you're all trying to please each other in the process where it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I think, I think even to the point for me, I like, turned off my emotions because I thought it wasn't cool to, like, be vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like the pivotal moment for me, even before I jumped in with coaching, but I really started with personal development before that because I stumbled onto Brene Brown's podcast. And um, then I read her book, Darren Greatly. And the whole premise of this book is just, like, owning who you are and how vulnerability is your superpower Mm -hmm. and how it's the things that you carry shame around that you are embarrassed about that when you open up to talk about those things, you find so many other people that can say me too also. And I feel like that has been such an important thing in my life over the last two years. Not just sharing my life on social media, but being able to break down barriers in terms of relationships and having these sort of conversations where I can be so self-aware and so open about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But that I had built walls up around myself because I thought it was like, it was, I was too cool to show any emotion and that showing emotion meant I was too much of one thing. What do you want to be remembered by and what do you want your impact to be? I feel like this question is so good, but so hard too. I feel like I'm someone who thinks about death often, but not in a morbid way. Okay. Um, like, I feel like I'm someone who, like, something I've learned through personal development has been to stay in tune with my own mortality um, as a way to drive urgency, right? As a way that I think so many people wait until the end of their life, and that's why we hear about midlife crises, is because so many people wait to the later half of their life to decide what do they want their legacy to be. And so I feel like something that I've become so aware of and so conscious of, of you have the opportunity to leave a legacy every single day, right? It's not in the big things you do and it's in the small interactions that you have with other people, right? Mm -hmm. That's where your legacy is built. Nobody's going to remember you. I'm like chills. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. (laughs) But nobody's going to remember you by the amount of money in your bank account Mm -hmm. or what your title was or what those things were. When you go to funerals, what do you hear people talk about, right? You hear Mm -hmm. people talk about 
the person's love for life, mm-hmm. the person's kindness, those sort of things. And so I think every single day I'm conscious of how did I show up today? How do I want to show up today? Mm-hmm. Who do I want to be remembered by? Is If this was all gone tomorrow, because the reality is it could be for any single one of us, right? Mm-hmm. We all like to think we have all this time, but the truth is some people listening to this, maybe you or I don't, right? And I hope we go on to live long, abundant lives, but that might not be the case, right? Yeah. And so if it all ended tomorrow what would you be remembered for? Mm-hmm. And if it isn't what you're, something that you're proud of, you have the opportunity tomorrow to change that, right? Yeah. And so I think that's something that I have to consciously choose is who do I want to be remembered by? Or, or what do I want to be remembered for, right? Mm-hmm. And so I hope it is that I lived, I like I hope it is that, wow, she just lived like such this big abundant life. She didn't let any boxes or check marks or anyone hold her back Mm -hmm. she fearlessly and ferociously chased after her dreams regardless of who believed in her um I hope I'm remembered for my work work ethic Mm -hmm. for my kindness for my hustle for those are like like words I would legit describe you with I love that I love hearing Mm -hmm. that I feel like yeah being thoughtful is something that I'm really mm-hmm. proud of myself and, and consciously choose mm-hmm. of something that I love about myself, which I feel like is weird <laughs> yeah. to say, but if I had to say like, what is, what is it that I love about myself and what is it that I hope to be remembered by? I hope it is. I did the things I said I would do. Yeah. No, I lo- like, I love that answer. I love that you, you just saying you have the ability to leave your legacy every single day because I've never thought of it like that. Yeah. I think so many it's people think, though, it's, it's in the big moments, right? Yeah. People are like, oh, it's when it's you do the this huge thing. It's the big yeah. things you're going to do. It's the titles. It's the goals yeah. that you have. It's when you reach those yeah. things. But really, when you think about it, like, going to... Everyone's probably been to a funeral. When you go to a funeral, what do they say about people, right? Mm-hmm. It, they talk about your character. They talk about your values. And so every single day, you can choose to live in line with that character and in line with those values, right? All right, we've really gotten deep today. No kidding. <laughs> I've, lo- I've loved it, but I want to do some rapid fire questions if you're cool with that. Okay, let's do it. Okay, first one. Last thing you binged on Netflix. Selling Sunset. Oh, Selling good. Sunset. So good. <laughs> good pick. Um, number two, if you could be any flavor of ice cream, what would it be and why? Oh, man. Peanut butter chocolate because like... That's the only thing I really like. <laughs> okay. Is that a fair answer? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, if you could go anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? Mm. Like if COVID wasn't a thing. Yeah, like anywhere right now, if you can go. Ooh, Bali. I could use like some, like a vacation, but like a relaxed vacation, you know? Not like an adventure, yeah. like a relaxing time. Okay, I thought you were going to say Hawaii, because you've been talking about Hawaii for Hawaii months. too, but like anywhere in the world, yeah. Bali. Okay, I get that. If you could switch lives with anyone, who would it be? Ooh. Like forever or for one day? Just for the day. Okay. For the day. Mm, Oprah. Okay. Oprah. I feel like she lives a really great life. Yeah, that's... I, I can't um, argue that. <laughs> <laughs> the last one. What is one thing you've always wanted to do but haven't yet? I think really go on a big solo trip like I've I I traveled for by myself for the first time last year Mm -hmm. um but it was to a conference so it's like organized right but I really feel like I would like to go on like a big like a Bali vacation by myself or with a group of people where I don't know anyone 
Um, or like backpacking. Or well, backpacking like... really isn't my style. I'm more of okay. like a, a hotel stayer myself. But <laughs> <laughs> like like full vacation, not yeah. like touristy. Yeah. Yeah, like a an adventure, like a soul searching, yoga doing, watching the oh. sunset rise, laying on the beach sort of thing by myself. My final question for oh you. Gosh. What is next for Shelby Houston? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Well, I do know. (laughs) Next. Let's think about it. Um, I feel like I'm really proud of what I'm doing right now. I'm Mm -hmm. really so grateful for the life that I've built up until this point. I just recently moved into uh, my own house. You've really, like, your entire life has really changed over the past year. Yeah, looking back a year ago, I never would have expected that I am where I am today. Um, I, I'm really content, I would say, mm-hmm. um, with where I am now. I have an overwhelming sense of gratitude for what I've built up into this point, but I'm not one to settle. I'm not one to um, sit comfortable for where I am too long. So I think my next big dream, big goal is to jump and hope that the net will appear with uh, my online business. I hope I continue to impact a lot of people. I hope to I continue to inspire even more women to step into their authentic selves and become the leaders that they know they are and inspire the people around them also. Um, I hope I continue to widen my reach and connect with more people. Um, and I hope that in the near future, I am running full-time with my online business and I have that freedom that I crave, the freedom of time, the freedom to travel, the freedom to go to Hawaii or Bali by (laughs) myself. Um, Pick up and go. Yeah, that's like the next big thing I think that's on my radar that I'm really working towards right now and really like daydreaming about. Yeah, I love just like hearing that because I see that for you. And I think that, like, that's what's so cool is just watching you dream so big and live that out. Like, being a close friend of yours, like, I've watched that happen for you. Yeah. And I'm someone where I'm like, yep, like, Shelby literally can do anything she wants because that's what she's already showed us. And you are so young and you dream so big and you've achieved so many things, like, being at your house here, seeing the awesome car you just got (laughs) and your stupidly cute dog. Like I'm just, you really have created like such an incredible life for yourself with so much freedom. Um, that like, that is a huge part of like what I love about you and like how I look up to you because that's so much of what I want my life to look like. And you continue to show up and kind of pave the way for so many people that um, watch <laughs> watch you in your journey. So I absolutely love that. Where can people find you? How can people follow along your journey? Yeah, so I'm at Shelb Houston. <laughs> My last name is H-U-G-H-S-O-N. I always have to spell it for people. Um, on Instagram, that's where I primarily hang out. Instagram stories are my jam. Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of all the links to everything else you can find in the bio of my Instagram to get in touch. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where I hang out. I am so excited for people to hear this episode. I feel like we just like went deep. We had fun. We went everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) We just went everywhere. In the middle of COVID, 
we went everywhere in the middle of your house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for asking me to be on your podcast. Oh I've gosh. loved listening to every single episode so far. I've loved watching you adventure out on this new journey and yeah. um, yeah. grow this new community for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so excited that we get to continue to build this life together. Yeah. All right, that is the episode with Shelby. I hope you guys loved it. I like loved sitting down and chatting with her so, so much. If you guys like the podcast, I know you're going to love her. So go follow her, go give her all the love on this episode and all of the love on her content because I'm just absolutely obsessed with her. So you can also share this on social media that you listened, tag us both. We want to see your feedback, leave a review on the podcast. That really, really helps me kind of just know what you guys like to hear. And if you guys are loving these episodes so far, but that brings us to the end of this week's episode. I hope you guys all have the best week and I will see you guys back here again next Monday. (laughs) 